Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. This is your honey badger here, giving it to you straight in the RV business as usual. And today we are recording from the Ramada Inn in Portland, Oregon. Uh, been out on the road to Washington State and Portland, Oregon, visiting dealerships, getting to know the sales staff, the sales managers, uh, kind of getting a lay of the land of the Pacific Northwest. And let me tell you, it has been an incredible experience. But today, the real reason why I'm doing this podcast on the road is because I need to get you this information. Okay. And this information is crucial into us getting into 2023. And that is some of the myths or rumors going on about the RV business and where it's at. First of all, the RV business is not crashing. If the RV business was crashing, why would Coachman RV hire a guy like me to come work for them? Why would they be restructuring floor plans and building more units if they felt that the RV market was going to crash? Remember that these manufacturers have gone through a lot of recessions. Uh, they went through a major contraction in 2008, 2009, and 10, the Great Recession. Uh, they've been through a lot over the last probably 25 years. So why would they continue to build? Why would they bring about an open house or an expo for dealers to come to to see the new inventory? Why would they spend the money that they're going to spend on entertainment, food, hotels, the whole shebang, if they felt this RV business was going to crash? If you think that this is going to crash, manufacturers and brands would not be holding this expo. So you have to understand that prices are not crashing. The market's not crashing. If anything, right now, it's a just a buyer's market. And the reason why it's a buyer's market is because the same thing happened in 2018 that's happening today. We couldn't keep up. The manufacturing world couldn't keep up. The dealers couldn't keep up with the demand. <clears throat> it's the same thing that happened from 17 to 18 just on a smaller scale. So these dealerships ordered all this product and the manufacturers built it with the demand. But now our lives are a little bit getting back to normal. Finally, you're seeing a lot more people go back to school. You're seeing people go back to work. In fact, this is the first week my kids went back to school. Do you think that my wife and I are thinking about purchases outside of the grocery store and school kit clothes right now? Of course not. So it's just going back to the normal cycle and normal economy that every single dealership and region goes through. It's not the chaos and anomaly that we've talked about over the last two years. <clears throat> the first sign of problems would be if the banks decided to stop lending. And they haven't. They may have raised interest rates. But reality is, we are still in the same place as far as bank financing that we were a year or two ago. The difference is the interest rates have gone up 
and people have less down payment. So the market's not crashing, okay? Now let's go over a second thing that I've kind of been hearing from not only dealerships, but consumers off my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel's HBRV. And I get this question a lot, even on my Instagram, KJBRV. Hey, are, are really the manufacturers that stuffed with inventory in their yard? And the answer is some are, some aren't, okay? So like my the brand I represent is a lot better off than most because Coachman as a whole builds to order. So they don't build and mass produce them on a whim. They produce them per dealership orders. So what that means is we did not get stuck with as much product as a mass producer. So there are brands and manufacturers, and I'm not going to air anybody's dirty laundry on this, but there are some manufacturers with 1,600, 1,800, 2,000 pieces sitting in multiple yards, multiple brands. So when you have that much in the yard, you kind of cut production down. You start going, okay, you know what, we're going to cut it down to two days, three days a week, or we're just going to cut it completely through Labor Day. We're going to let the market catch up. They're not laying anybody off. They're not firing anybody. This is a normal cycle. When you have too much inventory in the yard that you got to move, you don't just keep building. So in reality, these manufacturers and brands will move the product. It just takes time. It ta That's why it's such a buyer's market right now. If you are purely a price-only buyer, which is the majority of people they say they are, then this is the best time you're ever going to have to buy an RV. Because by the time it reaches 2023, 2024, and interest rates go down, prices are going to go back up. So I know interest rates are high, but right now is a perfect time to get the coach you want because you're going to get a better deal today than you will spring of next year. Now, that's not to push you to buy. It's just to make you realize that if you don't buy today, just realize you're going to pay more in March and April of 23. If you're okay with that, wait. Not a big deal. You still got some ducks to get in a row. If you still have some things you want to look over and research before you make a decision, hey man, by all means, wait. But if your dream position is like, man, I could get this, prices are incredible, pull the trigger and refinance the coach when the rates go down. So that's kind of the, 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 the census right now is it is a buyer's market. <clears throat> the third thing, which is probably the one that once I talk about it will make sense why it's so ridiculous. And that is that <clears throat> what you paid for your RV two years ago is worth more today than it was two years ago. <clears throat> so, Big discounts have come 
So what do you think happens to trades? They lose more value. So since the market is not holding price-wise on new inventory, it kills or lowers your trading value. It lowers what your coach is worth. <clears throat> so when you go in and somebody gives you a number, don't be offended by that number. Either, you know what, I can't take that, or I think I can get more on the open market, but don't get mad at them, don't shoot the messenger. It is a point in time where I owe 30 and your coach is worth 18. It's probably a real number. So just don't shoot the messengers, that's all I ask. You know, if the messengers say, hey, you know, your trade is worth X amount of dollars, don't don't get mad at them. It's it's a buyer's market. And in a buyer's market, your used piece, your travel trailer, your motorhome that you're trading in is worth less than it was a year or two ago. That is normal. It depreciates. So let's make sure that we recap this. So None of the manufacturers are going in business, out of business. The, the plants that closed down were overflow plants. They weren't the regular RV or travel trailer uh, manufacturing plants. The RV market's not crashing. In fact, if anything, it's just getting stronger and better on a daily basis. Now, a lot of that has to do with the vendors and the parts too. They're starting to come around. They're starting to make it easier access to get things. They're making them a lot more reasonable rather than ripping everybody's heads off. So overall, it's getting stronger and better, but we have to get through this. This is, this is what manufacturers and dealers had to go through in 2018. They overstuffed the dealers. The dealers ordered a lot of product. Now it's going to take time for them to move on. So that's where the buyer's market comes in. The buyer's market comes because they have too much inventory and there's more inventory in the yards. So the deals are getting juicier. And this is, this is a good thing for everyone. Good thing for everyone. The other thing that I want to cover, the second thing I want to cover, is what is Open House going to bring? What is Expo going to bring? Well, X, there's a couple things your local dealer did. So a lot of dealerships through COVID, through the pandemic, took whatever brands they could get their hands on just to have inventory. What this open house, this expo in Indiana and Oregon are going to do, it's going to help dealers narrow down what kind of store they want to be. What brands do they want to represent? You know, do they want to be a Winnebago dealer? Do they want to be a Forest River dealer? What brands do they want to carry? What sizes do they want to carry? So a lot of dealerships are going back to their numbers in 2018 and 2019, especially the ones that 
get what's going on right now. And they're going, okay, what's sold? And they're making their notes. And they're getting ready for this one-week event that's going to set up their 2023 year. Whatever they decide to do in Indiana and Oregon over the next month is going to project what every dealer is going to carry and possibly sell in the spring of 2023. So you might see some changes coming around the block for a lot of dealers. This doesn't mean that the brand is bad. This doesn't mean the manufacturer is bad. It's a decision that dealers are going to have to make based on information they got prior to this anomaly that we went through over the last two and a half years. And at some point, the table is going to turn where manufacturers are going to have to get more creative to help their dealers out. That's a fact of life. You know, we have to help as a manufacturer. You have to give your dealership and your partner because it's a partnership when you're a dealer and a manufacturer. You have to give them the best opportunities, not only to make money, but also to move and sell the product. And this is where a lot of manufacturers are going to trip up trip and a lot of dealers are going to trip. There's an old saying that you don't want to trip over dollars to save pennies. But there are going to be, I know for sure, a few changes around the entire landscape. Not bad ones, actually really, really positive ones. I believe that when manufacturers and dealers get together this fall, which it goes down September 26th, 7th and 8th, I believe that it's going to do nothing but make every brand and every dealer stronger. I believe at the end of the day, it's going to make the RV business in general stronger. And so it makes it very, very exciting when you're on this side of the fence. Like I get to see the whole picture. I get to see it from the dealership side because I've been at a dealership for 12 years. And now for the last, shoot, 20, 20, no, I'm sorry, not even 22 days, uh, last 18 days, I've seen it from the manufacturing side. So having that helps me and gives me an advantage. And then my bosses hire, have two other guys that are coming out of the dealership side working. So it's, it's like we have an advantage over most brands and, and manufacturers, just based on the team we've built, we have an amazing, amazing team for this Coachman brand that I represent. 
just to give a pause real quick, I just want to remind everyone that if you do want to ask me questions in person or you want to come see the brand I represent, which is just small little single axle travel trailers, I will be at the Portland RV Expo uh, September 15th through the 18th in Portland, Oregon. Um, I am going to try to get to Click It RV's show they're having in Southeast Washington. I'm trying to get that all squared away. Uh, so if you're in the state of Washington, listen to this and you want to, you know, come ask me some questions or come check out the product, um, I'll have more information on there by next week's episode. Um, if you want to catch up and get more information faster, you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, there's a Facebook group, um, or you can also uh, follow my company page on there, which is uh, facebook.com uh, backslash Levingston RV. That's L-E-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N, Levingston RV. If you put that in the uh, the um, uh, in, in the search bar on Facebook, you'll find me right there. The um, the group is RVs and everything that comes with it on Facebook. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at KJBRV. It's being boy, R's and Randy, V is and Victor. And then, of course, uh, YouTube uh, channels HB as in boy, RV. And then the second word is lifestyle, just like the podcast. What I do want to really quickly cover third is I've gotten a lot of questions about why did I leave the dealership side of things if business was so good? Well, I covered this in a previous episode, but I think I need to cover it now again. And I'm going to double down on what I said a couple weeks ago. And that is this job, this career became enticing to me about five years ago. Actually, a little bit longer, about six years ago. I actually interviewed for several places. And this, to be a factory rep, It takes a little bit of luck to run into the right person at the right time at the right moment. And I never had that luck. Or you had to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. It's like, a, you know, I have a friend of mine named Ed. And Ed told me it's like a mafia. Not like a criminal mafia, but it's like a mafia. Everybody kind of knows each other. And once you're in, you're kind of in. I always wanted to do this because a I love to travel I love to travel I love meeting new people I love getting in a car and just getting on the road um, it, it's it's made my marriage stronger too because I'm a very hard man to get along with for if you live with me, I'm surprised my mother dealt with me for as long as she did. I'm surprised my wife has dealt with me for as long as she has. I'm a very difficult man to live with. 
So me on the road and then home and then the road and then home was kind of a normal thing when I was working at dealerships. I always worked at a place I was like two, three, four hour drive away. And I used to stay out there. So I used to work for a little little uh, dealership called Beaumont RV in Beaumont, California and Bobby Wayne's RV in Lancaster and great ownership, great people. And I used to stay out there either in a fifth wheel toy hauler or I drive to my mom's, um, you know, it, it, it just, it worked really well. But I always saw that <clears throat> the guys that were good in the rep side always had a smile on their face. They always were excited. They always had, now I've talked to them over the years. I've been friends with them for a very long time. So I know there's ups and downs. There's ups and downs with everything. And the grass is never greener on the other side. It's only greener where you water it. But the smiles on their face, the, the you know, they were constantly taking vacations constantly doing things that they like to do the freedom that they inherited from this career from this job the ability to build a territory and build a business and get paid on it was very intriguing to me so don't get me wrong if you guys what you guys have watched if you've watched my YouTube channel before or if you've you've met me before you know that I'm a highly intelligent person and I'm very good at what I do on the dealership side but there just comes a time where there's kind of some burnout I took a four month break so in December of 21 I left Beaumont RV to be with my wife my wife was in a lot of pain with her elbows um, there were some other things too, but the main, the main thing was I got to be home with my wife, helping her recover from her elbow injuries. Um, you know, I, I built my YouTube channel even better. I built my social media even better. I had the time to do that kind of stuff. And when I went back to work, I went back to work at, for Camping World in Vacaville, California. We made the move. We did the whole thing. It's a ton of fun. I actually loved being there. They were uh, incredible people, just absolutely incredible people there. The head honcho is really good. Service manager is really good. My partner was really, really good, smart guy, very intelligent. You know, he, he, he was quick on his quick on his feet, quick on his thinking. The two finance ladies were incredible. I got to know one of them really well. But they're just, even with a four month break, it just, the burnout was still there. And when you pretty much get a production budget and you get everything that you're looking for to grow, not only a business, but grow your own business and all the benefits and all the things that come with this career, I can see why guys rarely leave. When guys leave, they usually leave 
mostly the ones I know of because they're ready to retire. They can't get production or the family is sick and tired of them being on the road. Thank God my wife won't be like that. But those are the things, and it's like, I wish they had called me three months prior. But then again, you know, the more I've sat and thought about that, you know, I would have, I, I would have never met the incredible people I've met at Camping World in Vacaville if they didn't wait to call me. If, you know, I didn't get to do the videos in Michigan, if I didn't get to do the production I did in Michigan, if I didn't, I wouldn't have gotten there. I wouldn't have done that, gotten paid for that production that I did. I wouldn't have gotten paid for the video work I did. I wouldn't have gotten where I'm at today if I didn't get to be with the Camping World of Vacaville. I didn't get to meet those incredible people. They know who they are. You know, and, and, and just, I want to give them some props. First of all, you know, guys, not every camping world is a really bad dealership. Actually, the one in Vacaville is actually incredible. Um, they take care of people. They do the best they can to take care of every single customer. And the salespeople are really good at what they do. Um, shout out to all of them. They're really good at what they do. They're good at listening. They're good at, at, at making sure that you're serviced and taken care of. And the management team is incredible. My partner, the GM, the two finance ladies, um, you, you couldn't go wrong. But that's the reason why I took the job. It, it was, it was, it was a dream job. It was, it was like, I'm never going to get offered this again. You know, if something were to happen where they would fire me or let me go, I can go anywhere around the country and go get a desk job or a finance job. But to do this, I'll never get another opportunity unless I took it. So that's what I did. And I know a lot of you are disappointed because... There's a lot of you that messaged me and said, hey, you know, it sucks because I can't come buy an RV from you. And I, I wanted to do that. I had one young lady that her and her husband contact me and say, hey, you know, I know you left dealership life, but can we still buy an RV from you? And I go, no, but I can point you in the right direction and help you out. Incredible. So that's kind of how to hopefully that answers a lot of the questions some of you have sent me because it's, you know, unfortunately I've been so busy on the road that I haven't had a chance to email anyone or respond to any of my messages. It's just been go, 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 which has been fabulous. So that's another reason why I'm doing this in a hotel room in Portland, Oregon is because I want to make sure I got this information out to you guys. Now, the last thing I really want to cover with you before I let you go is the fallacy that dealerships 
at the end of the day, are not able to service you. There are a lot of big dealers that do 100, 150 units a month. Every dealership will be able to service you after the sale if you've bought through them. But what you need to do, I'm going to give you guys probably the best advice I give everybody that buys from me. Whenever you used to buy from me, I used to do the walkthroughs, a lot of them. I didn't do every one of them, but I did the majority of them, especially when I was at Giant RV. Um, the managers hated it because, dude, we need our best guy out selling. We don't need him doing walkthroughs. But the reason why I did the walkthroughs is because I would find things that weren't right. I'd have somebody come out and fix while I was on the delivery path. But they're things that I notice because I'm in them all the time and I'm learning about them all the time. Guys, please make sure when you buy something new or used, make sure you do a thorough walkthrough and do not take the unit until it's fixed. Or if it is going to get fixed, make sure that you make an appointment with the service department right away before you take the motorhome or trailer. So after your first trip, you can bring it back. The problem is, is that, that if everyone did that, then it would make things a lot easier at the end of the day for you and the service department because a lot of these service departments are just buried because of all the coaches that were sold over the last six months. People have warranty work. People have work that needs to be done to the coach. So when, when, when you go out on your first trip, you didn't do really a thorough walkthrough, you go on your first trip, everything goes wrong, you're mad, you're upset, you call in, you scream and yell at sales, especially if it's a Saturday or Sunday, then sales goes, well, I can't do anything to the free Monday because service is closed. Then you call in on Monday and Monday, you know, service doesn't know really what the situation is. Then what happens after that? You get mad at them. They start trying to backpedal. It just, it ends up, nobody wins in that battle. So let's say, for example, here's a good example. Let's say that you guys are out, you guys go buy a Jayco. And you notice that one of the cabinets has a big old split in. Okay. Now there's nothing they can do on the delivery pad to do anything about that cabinet door at that time. But if you schedule an appointment, so let's say you go, okay, it's not going to stop you from camping. So let's notate it down, take our pictures, let's get a, a do bill or a WIO. And then what you do is you go to the service counter, you take your WIO with you before you take the trailer, and you say, hey, look, I want to make a, an appointment for the end of the month or in 30 days to bring it back to replace that cabinet door. Because what that does is it puts in the computer system, it generates an order for parts, 
and it makes the process a little smoother and easier for both service parts and sales. So, the, you know, it, it just makes it easier because even if they have to call you and push back the appointment because the part isn't there, you at least have the appointment in the books and the part is on order. What happens a lot of times is you're, you, you get, kind of, it, and, and again, our lives are really busy, but you get really busy. You, you, you know, you're pushing hard to get things out. You were running late for your walkthrough. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things going on. You got kids running around. I know how it is. But if you just take the extra little time to walk over the service counter, not only are you going to get to know the service writer, you get a face-to-face, -face, they get to put a name of the face, you give them the WIO, the copy of it, and they can automatically get everything done for you right then and there as far as, well, getting the part on order and getting you a, a, an appointment for 30 days. Because what happens is, is you go out, you're going to find other stuff, especially on a new coach. You, you're going to shake down. They're not perfect. It doesn't matter if you buy a $150,000 Airstream or a $20,000 trailer. It doesn't matter. On your first trip out, it's going to be a shakedown cruise. And that shakedown cruise, you're going to find other stuff that's wrong. So you can always call them and go, hey, look, uh, I know, especially if it's something that's not going to prevent you from camping, you can call them and go, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Stevens, this is J-Rod here calling you. Remember I have my appointment at the end of the month or whatever day of the month it is for that cabinet door? Yeah. Hey, can I add a few items to that that I need looked at? My hot water heater was working. And they can automatically go into the appointment booklet and they can go add the stuff to the lines of what you need done. And then there's there's two-way communication at that point. It's in there. It'll send them a reminder. Hey, you know, they're coming in seven days. Boom. Confirm the appointment. It just helps speed things up and makes things smoother for both you and the service department. Because let's remember... Service and sales are separate. So if you, you, you have to, you know, the one thing that I used to do, not everybody does it, but the one thing I used to do is I used to go and get, go introduce my customers to service writers and the service manager at Giant. Put a name of the face. Get them a business card with that person's name. Now, not every salesperson has that ability because a lot of people, a lot of dealerships are overrun with customers. So like a place like Camping World in Vacaville, a salesperson almost has no shot of taking you to a service writer. Those guys are so overwhelmed and busy, it makes it virtually impossible. So it, it would be in your best interest as the consumer to just simply introduce yourself to the service writer the same day, especially if there's something that needs to be put on order to get something fixed that you guys need fixed before, obviously, you leave the lot.
Because when, when you call, let's say you call sales and you yell at your salesperson, you yell at the sales manager, you yell at the general manager, they can't immediately help you. They're only going to listen to you yell and scream and get upset and they're going to pass it off to service anyway because most owners do not want the sales staff to order parts for trailers. They leave that to the parts and service counter to make sure that every, you know, everybody is held accountable. If you have one guy at the dealership that's wearing 12 or 15 hats, things can get really chaotic. I've worn nine or 10 hats and trust me, my old partner at Beaumont RV, I think wanted to hang me sometimes because it's like, dude, you wear too many hats. You need to find, you need to wear less hats. It's like, well, I can't. And, and, and again, it also develops that relationship where they know you and you're no longer a voice over the phone, all mad and upset. You're meeting in a really positive environment, an initial positive, where both of you are probably more likely smiling, probably getting to know each other a little bit. You may have questions, they may have questions. And it starts, the, the, it starts off your experience of service in a positive way because service in the RV business is a money loser for dealerships. It really is. You'd be shocked. I mean, people always go, well, how can you charge $189 an hour in California and lose money? Insurance, workman's comp, hourly employees, parts, shipping, recycling, trash. I mean, I can go on and on. The overhead for a service department is ridiculously high. And a lot of times it's very hard to break even. If you break even all year long as a service department in the RV business, you are hailed as one of the best service managers in the industry. Now, if you're a consumer, wrap your head around that. But parts and service are customer retention departments. Where they make their money is all in sales. Unlike a car dealership, which I know I've told you guys that in other, in other episodes. But it, it's, it's really like from a consumer standpoint, you go, if you looked at it and you actually looked at it hard, you go, oh my God. Why would you even want to have a service department? Good cash flow brings in a lot of, it brings in good cash. Doesn't bring in a lot, any profit, but brings good cash flow, keeps the cash flow of the dealership going. It's good customer retention. Well, that's it for this episode. Just remember that RV stands, uh, stands for toolkit and sense of humor. Uh, enjoy this week. Uh, today's August 22nd. Enjoy the rest of the week. I'll see you guys next week with a fresh episode. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, HBRV Lifestyle, whether you're listening here on any of the podcast uh, stations like Amazon and Spotify or whether you're uh, watching and listening on YouTube, uh, the HBRV Lifestyle Podcast YouTube channel. Have a great night. Thank you so much for all of your guys' support. Thank you so much for listening and uh, happy camping. <laughs>